Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Light the Tower. Your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way. And Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe. On your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. Gloomy, soupy, foggy, all of the above. Hope you're able to navigate it okay. It was uh, quite the challenge for your humble co-host this morning. But we're in the building. We're here. I'm glad to have you with us. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app at hornfm.com. My name is Craig Way. Glad to have you with us. Pleased as always to be joined by my co-host, the pride of Northwest Williamson County, a proud graduate of Florence High School. The Florence education kicked in just now. I'll get to that in a second. Ooh, Florence ISD at work. You know him best for his outstanding work at Horns 24-7. That's Jeff Howe. Do tell. Well, I don't know if it's if I did the right thing, but there were some people as I turned on to uh, Lost Creek to get yeah. here. Because first off, Craig will get into it why I'm not at the Sark availability right now yeah. and why I'm here. Uh, I'm turning and, and you know you know how there's there's two lanes but it closes down to one real quick right well the people in front of me were not going as fast as I would have liked so I go around Did you? get on the shoulder shoulder driving yeah started a fishtail and I don't know if I did this right but I took my foot off the gas yep didn't just didn't move the wheel at all just kind of Gently tap the brake. And I was going to say, did you turn right the out. wheel in the direction you want the car to go, as they say? Uh, slightly. The main thing was don't give it any gas. Right. Sli- don't slam on the brakes. Right. So I did those two things. Pulled it I'm, out. And I'm sitting here. There you go. My car is in one piece. So that's from your driver's ed days in the Florence ISD? Well, I say Florence education. Uh, my dad was my driver's ed okay. teacher. The at-home gimmick. I think I've told this story before. Uh, when the Wiener Schnitzel in Cedar Park opened many yes. years ago, which is no longer there. My dad said we had been doing, you know, the at-home course, and I wanted my license. And my dad said, okay, I'll tell you what. I'll do the paperwork for you to get your license and finish the class, and you can take the written test if you get on 183 and drive me to Wiener Schnitzel. Like, <laughs> we can, that's a... That's a hell of a deal it's as far a as I was concerned. Yeah. Get those two chili cheese dogs there. <laughs> so we go to Wiener Schnitzel, and I, I go to the, like, I, I got to go number one, you know. So I go to the bathroom, watch my hands come out, and my dad is, like, just verbally ass-whipping the uh, the poor kid behind the, oh. the counter about how inflation has made it to where he can't get quarter hot dogs at Wiener Schnitzel anymore. 
<laughs> or what were they? There were some days where they'd have like five cent hot dogs. I'm like, oh my yeah. god! I'm like, Can we just hurry up and go? Oh, yeah. Do you did, when you were in school at Texas State? Did you uh, frequent the Wiener Schnitzel, or were you or were you no, burned out time, on it by there, then? There's a time or two where yeah. I go to the Wiener Schnitzel. My yeah. brother, my younger brother, makes it a, a point though. Every year on my dad's birthday, he goes to Wiener Schnitzel. There you go. You know, raise a raise a chili cheese dog to his his memory. I it's gonna sound weird. Like I I try to eat somewhat reasonably healthy. You know, right. I'm getting I'm, I'll be forty in September, so yeah. it's about time. Right. If I just like when I was in Can when I was in Des Moines, if I just eat bad, yeah, I can feel it after like a yeah. day, day and a half of that. Or I'm it's like, working you, yeah. So I can't do like the. Like about as about as far a fast food as I'll go now is Chick Fil A. Okay, maybe once in a blue moon I'll stop by a Whataburger. But okay. like doing what I could do in my early twenties, like eating burgers four or five days a week, not so much. I can't do it, man. I, it just the indigestion and the greasy stomach. It just ain't it ain't happening. Okay. Um, our producer, our man behind the glass, is Cameron Parker. Um, you 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 enjoy a good fast food burger. In fact, in fact, I've got an enjoy item. It, enjoy it while you can. I've got an item of for inconceivable mm. about uh, the fast food. So. I've tried to stay away as I try to get more, put more focus on my diet and exercising. I did enjoy Jew Boy Burgers for the first time on Sunday. Incredible. Have you guys heard about that? It's supposed to be the best burger in Austin right now. Jew Boy? Say it again. It, what would you say? Jew Boy. It's oh, Jew Boy. Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're on Burn It? Yeah. I've never had one. I've never had one. I think it was like Hatch Green Chili Burger. Yes. And for folks who freak out about that name, the way that I understand it is that the owner of the establishment mm -hmm. is of the faith. Yes. A, a, a member of the tribe, as it said. Yes. And and he and he picked that name. And they they, they serve, I think it's like Lotkis, right? A traditional Lotkis yeah. potato yeah. type yeah. fried yeah. thing. So it, it's a very good spot. Um, definitely want to go back and try it. Highly well, recommend. I, I, I'm going to have an item in Inconceivable about a place not far from there coming up. So just mm. you know, just keep that on on uh, uh, on the back burner. Specs text line yes. 337-3776. Bizarro Dale Dudley. Yeah. He's, trying to, he's trying to put this one at, uh, at the father of one Isaiah Collier. He said, CC taught us way different. Just power through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, there you go. Uh, all right. Uh, and then somebody else said, Jeff, you have to go to the Chili Dog Stand in San Marcos across the street from the DQ. You know, I, and no disrespect to anybody that goes to the Chili Dog Stand. It looks fine. I just, man, I just, I, I can't do it, Craig. I just can't. Okay. Like, I, you know, I'm at the point now where if, like, I eat, the right kind of Italian food, or maybe the wrong kind of Italian food. I gotta mash on some tums wow. afterwards. Like I'm, it's like okay. it, I, I think it's just in my twenties. Just you know, some people treat your body. They say treat your body like a temple. Yeah, right. I treated mine like a landfill throughout my twenties. I got you. And now I'm like, you're okay, paying the. It's, as the old soccer coach that I used to interview used to say, you pay the full price at some point. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. Somebody the the bill comes due at some point. There you go. Right. Billy Joel, somewhere up the line, yeah, somewhere down the line. You know, he's going to pay for that. Uh, somebody else said, I don't get the hype about uh, Jewboy was uh, underwhelming and overpriced. That's going to be a personal taste thing, I have a feeling. That Counter Cafe burger Mike Roach and I had two yeah, weeks ago there you go. outstanding. There you go. Um, so I'm looking out the window here, and I can't 
see the road. I can't see Capital Texas Highway, which I normally can see. It's very, very murky, gloomy, foggy. And that's part of the, well, it's a, the biggest part of the reason why Jeff is here right now and still, instead of being uh, in the SART media availability right now. Uh, I left Georgetown even earlier than I normally, like maybe that was the jinx, leaving it uh, just past 8 a.m. And uh, it took an hour and 57 minutes to get here from from Georgia. And some folks would say, well, that's 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 on you for living in Williamson County. I, I get that, but normally it's not even near anything like that. You heard Don Miller's traffic reports. There were not one, not two, but three major wrecks on I-35 between Highway 29 in Georgetown and, say, Toll 45 uh, there in Round Rock, where you get off. Three so stuff was down to one lane, and folks are trying to slog through it right now. Yeah, I've, I've, my sympathies are with you. It was bad. But uh, I'll tell you what was a saving grace to get me in here right under the, the wire was uh, the express lane on Mopac, which normally clogs up early and then loosens up. It was free and easy and clean. Well, it wasn't free. You pay for it. But, I mean, it's it was clean and and easy. I mean, it was like get you a text tag. I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm like looking at all these people, you know, clogged up on Mopac. I'm, I'm just zooming down here doing you know seventy plus. So anyway, able to get here just in time. But the three of us text pretty regularly and let and let each other know what's going on. And early on, I saw what was happening while I was sitting still. I texted and said, "Hey, it's going to be going to be a problem." And Jeff said, I'll "Tell you what, I'll I'll skip the Sark availability." I'll make sure that one of us there, and we both walked in right about the same time. So uh, it ended up working out there. But your colleague Chip Brown is there. Yeah, covering Chip's it. there. And uh, I got my practice notes posted at Horns 24-7 from our media window this morning. So you got a chance wanna, to see that. Yeah, you want to go over there and check it out. We'll talk about a few of those coming yeah. up because uh, some notable returns How about that? to the practice field. Stay it's tuned for that because our Longhorn Notebooks are coming up. Um, we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, – Touch uh, touch base on this, obviously, uh, into the basketball season for the Texas women last night. Disappointing, disheartening loss. Not in that they got beat by a last-second shot or something like that. And I've often heard this a lot about, you know, how folks would, if you had to lose a basketball game, would you rather lose it where you lost on a last-second buzzer-beating shot or would you rather lose it when you got your complete butt kicked? That was the case last night. Neither one is tasteful uh, to the team, but it was basically dominated by Louisville. They they jumped to a seven to nothing lead. Texas did fight back, outscored them sixteen uh, nine. The rest of the quarter caught them at sixteen. Into the first quarter, so it's tied at sixteen. Uh, Louisville has the ball to start the second quarter, misses a shot. Texas has the ball, the rebound. They come into the front court with a chance to take their first lead of the game. They wind up with a turnover, uh, and uh, and then Louisville then scored the next six points. And the closest the Longhorns got after they got up to a 14-point lead at halftime at 37-23, Texas had a nice run in the third quarter, got it to nine uh, when they were down 16 at 40-24. They scored seven unanswered. Got it to nine at 40-31. Had a chance to draw closer. Missed a shot. That was during the portion when they were missing layups left and right. And then Louisville just took complete command with a 12-0 run. Dominated the boards. And uh, and basically just, just blew it out from there. They ended up winning 
uh, by 2273.51. So, I mean, it was as puzzling to everybody, especially judging from the nature of the questions that came down in the news conference. It was more uh, <clears throat> of an air of incredulity, like, how could this happen? What? Why did this happen? You know, it was that sort of thing. And, and everybody was at a loss to talk about it, uh, but had to find a way to talk about it. And that included the head coach, Vic Schaefer, who uh, had his comments about it after the game. I need to apologize to the University of Texas for um, today and, and how my team played. And um, I'm accountable for that. And uh, I'm the head coach. And, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, my responsibility to make sure that we play a lot better than that. This university deserves better than that. And um, I'm, I'm accountable for that. So um, I'm, I'm certainly disappointed and disheartened. And uh, at the same time, it, um, it's, again, my responsibility. So uh, I'm proud of these, team, these girls and, and this team this season. And, um, you know, we, we've said it all along. We give God the glory for in victory, and we are going to give him glory in defeat. Um, 26 and 10 and um, it's just not the way you want to go out and you know and 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 have that happen but um, this is athletics and uh, again uh, it's nobody's fault but my own and uh, I'll be accountable for that and we'll uh, we'll move on it's a locker room full of some really good kids I mean they're great kids I just, you know, I've loved being around them. Uh, I hate it that we went out like we did today. It's, it's just, if you're a competitor, uh, you don't want it for those kids. You don't want it. I don't want it for Texas. Like, Texas deserves so much better than what I gave them today. And, uh, That locker room's got some some great kids. I've just got to do a better job teaching them how to be competitive uh, more consistently. And, uh, um, you know, they've, they've had quite a bit of success this year. You know, it's, it's bad going out with a stinker like today, but they are Big 12 champions. And... Uh, yeah, um, if, if it sounded like there was some pain uh, in his voice, you'd be guessing right, um, because he uh, Vic was just as at a loss to explain it as his players were. We'd had a uh, soundbite from Taylor Jones that was in uh, this morning's report uh, where she said, "I don't understand. We just we weren't ready to play," and and he took all the uh, the responsibility for it and blame for it, but the, the players all said, you know, we were prepared in terms of uh, everything that they set us up to do and looked at and all the tape and all the film study, and we just didn't execute it for whatever reason. They just didn't, and they just got they got physically beat on the glass. They, they I think they got out-hustled on a lot of things. They missed a lot of open shots, too. I mean, especially the layups were just – awful when they when they had a chance and just just missed some of them the timing was just a little bit off on the pass and then somebody tried to lay it in flying past the basket uh and and uh that in and then would it be just enough to make it go off the rim so there's 
there were a lot of things about it. And then uh, give Haley Van Lith uh, credit as well uh, because she was every bit as advertised for Louisville. Uh, somebody on Specs text line said, "What did she say? Uh, what, what, what did she say going through the handshake line?" I don't think it was about as much as what she said as what Sonia Morris said to her. Uh, Sonia wasn't happy about something. I don't know what it was. She said something. Um, you know, uh, Van Lith was is a, is a bit of a talker, very very confident person. So maybe she was saying something on the floor uh, at a certain point, uh, and Sonia felt it necessary to say something to her and they kind of snapped at one another and she just moved on through the handshake line but that was the only you know whatever spark up dust up of anything everything else went went appropriately through so uh it was it's a um it's it's a uh, hurtful disappointing end of the season and um you know first time they've lost in the second round in a few years yeah Uh, uh, so uh that you know Vic had gotten them used to playing deep into the tournament, Elite Eight, the past two years. And so this one, this one's going to sting for a while. Yeah, that's true. But, I, you know, I think there's a couple things to think about here. You know, the Aaliyah Moore injury, they fought that off as long as they could. I mean, that was going to be huge. And and I think you can agree, Craig, when you have an injury like that to a player that that's, that's that pivotal, that's going to lower your, your win ceiling or whatever your – you know, whatever you can maximize the season to be, it's, it's going to be lowered when you lose a player like that. Yep. I think two, and this isn't making excuses, I just wonder if the energy this team had to expend to do what they did in the Big 12 regular season, to get to the tournament championship game, to play a good team like Iowa State, it was just one of those nights where you know, you've been able to kind of fill the cut back up all year, and you just, you know, granted, you played really well in the first round against East Carolina, but... You tried to fill the cup back up, and you just couldn't. Yeah. So I wonder if it's just an accumulation of things that just finally caught up with this team. But also, when you look at preseason expectations, it can be a disappointing year in that did this team, based on what you thought they were going to be in the preseason, did they live up to expectations? No. But when you look at how the thing unfolded, you can make a really good case that Vic got the most out of this team. What this team as constructed at the end was capable of he got the most out of it. Because of what they had to deal with throughout the course. I think Danny Davis had a really nice article about how Vic had to navigate and manage all of the injury things from early in the season, not having Rory Harmon, not having Taylor Jones, then losing uh, Aaliyah Moore, mm-hmm. and uh, what they had. To, and then Sonia Morris out for over a month. So that that was a big part of it. They But – Vic is a no excuse guy. He he said, you know, I, I that's on me. Should have had him better ready to go. The players said they prepared us academically for the game as well as we flat out didn't execute. And you got to give Louisville credit too. I mean, they're playing much better now here late in the year. Uh, they're on one of those teams, it, 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 one of those roles. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the Texas men finished second in the league. Uh, they actually lost in their conference tournament championship game to Virginia Tech, and and then they have turned it on since then. So it's something worth uh, taking note of. Also worth taking note of, there's already two number one seeds like in the men's tournament out. Uh, first, you had Stanford getting knocked out by Ole Miss, which, by the way, stings all the more for Texas because that was up in Seattle, uh, or they would be heading up to Seattle to play Ole Miss, not Stanford. Uh, although he did, they'd still have a difficult time getting through in that because of Iowa, who's going to mm-hmm. have the national player of the year in Caitlin Clark. Uh, they'd have to beat them in the Elite Eight, but they would have loved to have had the chance. 
Uh, and then last night, second day in a row, the University of Miami knocks out Indiana from the NCAA basketball tournament. The men on Sunday, that was a five over a four. But last night, you had the nine seed Miami, which barely survived beating the Oklahoma State Cowgirls in the first round on Saturday, won by a point after being down by 14, winning 62 61, and led the entire game against Indiana. Indiana, I think, tied it four times, never took the lead. And then, and then uh, Miami scores a game winning bucket, and Miami knocks out Indiana. So, two number one seeds have been knocked out from the women's tournament, like with the men's tournament. So, uh, you know, that's. Uh, the tournament rolls on. It is um, how it is. Uh, to the Specs text line with some questions about this. Burn Orange Yeti, who all can return? The answer is all of them other than Sonia Morris. Every player will be back. Um, and um, and uh, Elena Lovato, associate head coach, joined us on the post game. Said, uh, said you know, we they're all coming back, and we have, to, we have to figure it out from there. Shaley Gonzalez has another year? Yes. Okay. She does and plans to use it. Uh, it's kind of the same situation like with Dylan DeSue. And, I gotcha. and, and Dylan hasn't made his decision yet, but but Shaley has. Slim will be back. Um, uh, on the Specs text line, somebody said, Craig, I used that Varsity Radio app to listen to you on the men's game while attending uh, the uh, the uh, women's games on Saturday evening. No problem. Yesterday while at the women's game, I tried listening to you. Problem. Not a big fan of NCAA dictatorship. Um the the problem you would have had yesterday was it it, it it wasn't supposed to be on the varsity app yesterday. <laughs> the women's tournament is on the regular outlets there on the Texas Longhorns app and and also uh on um uh at texasports.com. Uh so the women's tournament that NCAA edict doesn't kick in until the Elite Eight because it's the the games aren't nationally broadcast on Westwood One until the Elite Eight for the women, whereas the men, every game is broadcast. And it's it's not NCAA dictatorship. Well, you might say it's NCAA uh, money grab. Westwood One is the rights holder. They are the rights holder to all of that. And they agreed this year to allow the Varsity Sports Network app to stream local broadcasts. That's the first time ever. It used to be you got in the tournament, you couldn't hear it at all. You wouldn't hear us if you weren't listening, you know, terrestrial radio over the air, listening on the horn, which is always, we like to think, the best way. But if you're out of the market, we get it. If you're out of the market, you're out of luck. You couldn't listen to our broadcast if you wanted to. Uh, you had to listen to Westwood One. Now the Varsity Network app does make it possible for you to listen when you're out of the market. Here in town, we hope you'll, you know, tune in and listen on the horn. And this Friday night... On 1049, baseball against Texas Tech will be on AM 1260 and 1019. So that was a change this year. So while you may grumble about the, the NCAA, understand it's better now than it was before because in the past you couldn't do it at all. Now they allow it for the men's games on the varsity app. The women's games you can listen on the Texas Longhorns app and online at texasports.com all the way up to uh, the Elite Eight. So – that's that's why that is. Somebody said Texas missed so many wide open layups, no doubt. And Big Twelve Championship in last night, and it's a timing thing. Somebody asked um, Shay Holly about it last night, and she said it's a focus thing. It's a physical mistake that that kind of is manifested itself off of a focus issue when you're going in, and you make a physical error because you're not focused in on on finishing the play. Because they get going so fast and things like that. 
So um, uh, both the women and men expend so much in the season return to see Palace that the women need a score. Well, they had, they had a score. It was Shayla Gonzalez, but she was off last night. Couldn't couldn't hit, and they missed a lot of – and it wasn't all on her. There were a lot of open shots that were just missed uh, as well. Um uh, Somebody said that Sonia Morris said honorable mention to Van Lith. Um, maybe, because she was an honorable mention All-American, and she brought that up. She wasn't happy with that. might have been that. Uh, I think it a... stemmed from her step-back jumper, Craig. Oh, yeah? Because Sonia Morris was guarding her at some times. It would be Shea Holly, then it would switch. And then the other end, Sonia hit that bucket. Mm-hmm. Remember, Van Lith kind of fell down after Shea Holly kind of crossed her up. I think was, that, was that when the dude accidentally unplugged us during the broadcast? That was the second that, quarter. That, that, okay, yes, yeah, that happened in the second quarter. Dude pulled a Johnny from airplane. Sorry. You know, it, it, it actually unplugged us. Who there. was it? Nah, staff member. They were trying to get oh. the feed back, and they somehow had lost the feed from us to the concourse. It's been an ongoing thing. Every game. Cameron had done all of his stuff. In fact, it was fine in the first quarter, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. For whatever reason, they lost it. And it's always it was always my worry that sometime somebody was going to pull a plug on us and went all through the season. It happened last night. Did you blow a gasket? Ask him. <laughs> I never seen Craig react that way, but it needed to happen because <laughs> no one else they weren't learning. It was the culmination of being aggravated by that sort of thing all year long when one or other people would just come down, come up to the table like, hey, and start moving stuff around. You don't do that when somebody's on the air. So what did I do? I pounded my fist on the table and pointed at him like, dude! <laughs> and, and he turned and walked off. Folks, understand, Craig is a patient person from the time <laughs> I've known him. But when it comes to matters of work, specifically live, over-the-air broadcasts, he does not suffer fools. And it was, it, like I said, it was the entire season of that. Sooner or later, it was going to happen. Because we, and Cam can tell you, sooner or later, it's gonna. we've had some close calls where guys are going in and they're rooting around in there, pulling up cords and stuff. I'm like, dude, you're going to knock us off the air. I'm, and this is going through my mind while I'm trying to call action at both ends of yeah. the floor. And sure enough, it happened right in the second quarter when, when Louisville was on their big run uh, to go from tied at the end of the first quarter to up 14 by halftime. So it all happened in that one moment. Uh, Cam did a great job. He got us back up pretty quickly. But I'm like, really? You had to do that now. So that's what happened. <laughs> so that's that's how it does. Uh, so anyway, um, uh, somebody asked, why was there a delay in the game broadcast last night? There wasn't on our in-house radio frequency of 87.7, uh, but there is a 105.3. The, bat, the way that it's set up with the radio station, uh, with the radio stations and the music system, it's a technical thing. They are required by FCC regulations to be in a delay. We've had a lot of people ask this question a lot. It's a requirement. We have to abide by FCC regulations on that deal. That's why we have a ballpark frequency uh, for the baseball games, and we took the transmitter over uh, last night uh, to uh, to Moody Center. But it's normally at the ballpark, and it'll be there tonight, a real low-power thing that uh, folks can listen to inside uh, the ballpark. So. Anyway. Ready to get some football? Uh, we're going to do that. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to get to our uh, Longhorn Notebook coming up. And uh, we've got Inconceivable as well. I could have added last night's uh, broadcast 
moment too <laughs> conceivable, but we've already cleared the deck on that. So uh, we'll get to some other mo- uh, moments on that as well when we continue with Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We continue with Light the Tower on the Horn. If you'd like to uh, weigh in on the Specs text line, you are certainly entitled to do so. And uh, the number is 512-337-3776. 512-337-3776. We just got through uh, wrapping up the... Uh, Talking about uh, the um, the uh, loss, season-ending loss for the Texas women last night, and um, uh, this person sounds a little angry. Here we go on the uh, Specs text line. They played like crap last night. Uh, way I think I pretty much said that they got outshot, out rebounded, out. Uh, out hustled. Uh, I'm not sure how mine differed from yours that much, except for these words despicable, disgusting, demoralizing, and downright lazy. How could they not be ready to play unless they were partying hardy all Sunday? Really? You really believe that? Uh, this could not go unpunished. It must not and will not go unpunished. They Aggies are laughing. Uh, Schaefer should be docked a paycheck. Uh, I don't think the Aggies would be laughing. Uh, they, um, they uh, they they didn't even make the NCAA tournament, so I worry about that. Said Schaefer should be docked a paycheck. Should it should it match the ten thousand dollar donation he made to the neighborhood Longhorns program? I would, I would say just <laughs> take a deep breath. <laughs> you know, maybe do what I did and go have a Coke Zero and just smile. Um, and be quiet. Back to back trips to the Elite Eight in his first two years. They get to the second round, play poorly by everyone's admission, and get beat. So I think they're. I think they've punished themselves quite a bit about this, and they'll they'll go back to work. Sometimes you just that. don't. Sometimes you just get your head kicked in. Yeah, that's sports. It's sports un- happens sometimes. It does, and, and it's not like they planned it. Obviously, we're not partying all day Sunday. They were in news conferences. They had an hour and a half practice on the floors mandated by the NCAA. Trust uh, me, Craig. I went to Florence High School. I had plenty of sporting events where I got my head kicked in. Yeah. I didn't plan on any of those happening. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that back. Maybe there's somewhere we could foreshadow the result, but yeah. I digress. They would probably uh, agree with the texture on the words despicable, disgusting, and demoralizing. Downright lazy? No, they weren't lazy. 
they yeah, I, prepared for it, just got beat. That's stuff. Good, yeah. You know how I roll on that. Like, we uh, go through that during football. Like, oh, yeah. you know, the team quit or yeah. they didn't care. Like, no, 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 no. Not everybody on that team didn't give 100% effort, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, and a classic example is, uh, as we get into start talking football, the classic example is Casey Hampton in the 2000 loss to Oklahoma. I'm glad you brought that up because if you weren't going to, I was going to bring it up. Mac rips into the entire team, tells them how bad they played. and Said not everybody only, gave up. Not only did Casey yeah. talk to Mac after the game, Coach Royal said, hey, you need to go watch that film because not all your kids quit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said Casey came up to him with tears in his eyes and said, I didn't quit, Coach. I didn't quit. And then and then Coach Royal said to Mac, teams don't quit. Some players do, but entire teams don't quit. And Mac said, I was wrong about that. I went back and I looked at it and saw it. And But, you know, when you lose 63-14, to 14, that's what's going to be most present in your mind. When you lose 73-51 like they did last night on their home floor in the mind of this texter, that's what's going to be in their mind. So – Get it. I get it. Understand, but to say things like downright lazy and stuff like that is 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 wrong. It's it's wrong. They weren't lazy about it. They did prepare for it, but they got beat. Did not execute at all. So I would tell the texter, you know, everything. Even if you want to use Craig's last name, which I'm not cool with that, but whatever. If you'd have just left out the part about being lazy and partying all day Sunday, I think your text would have been a little more rational. Yeah, and then you add the words now only if the check bounces. Come on, man. Just, or ma'am, either one. Just sir, sir or madam. Yeah, come on. Relax All right, let's talk football. Bit. Let relax just a little bit, okay? Okay, just, <laughs> just, just you know, throttle back just a little bit, okay? All right, it is time for a Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. It's a Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, your home loan expert. See if Aaron can do for you what she did for Linda and me, and that was to get that home loan approval turned around in a snap. She is, after all, the person who can make that 10-day home loan approval a guarantee a reality. Check her out on the web at BowersockTeam.com, B-O-W-E-R-S-O-C-K, BowersockTeam.com. You know what my pet peeve is, Craig, in terms of that? I'll just I'll, And then I'll leave the subject alone. When the, the sir or madam goes with the, well, the other team just wanted it more. No, I don't think that had anything to do with it, but. Okay, yeah, so I'll I'll let's just I'll leave that there. But yeah, at somebody, any rate, and by the way, somebody said some uh, ice cream main said some of you Texas fans sound idiotic. You make the rest of us look bad. Every every, every fan base has some of those, man. <laughs> yeah, Padeda, it says cue up. Never played sports guy. Uh, people need to relax. Disappointing. Life will go on. So, uh, so. That's that's the deal. All right, let's talk some Texas football. Yes. Uh, I was out at practice this morning, got about 25-ish minutes of practice. Yep. A uh, couple of really big injury, we'll, we'll call one a return, we'll call one a getting back to returning. The return is Malik Murphy. Actually, two returns. Malik Murphy back at practice as a full participant. Yeah. That's the headline so note this big. morning. That was big. It was great to see. Uh, you know, Craig, you've been out to practice. You've seen a Sark practice. You know when they do like routes on air and the quarterback drills, they'll run two. They'll run in groups of two, like two guys will throw, and then they'll go. They'll back up, and two more, two other guys will throw, and then they'll just rotate that way. So your right. first group of two was Quinn Ewers and Malik Murphy. Your second group of two was Arch Manning and Charles Wright. That's how they were going through drills. Uh, it's great to see Malik back. You're, I'll again. 
I sound like a broken record. Everybody's gonna have to drink whatever your drink of preference is. If you're, yeah. if you're uh, not don't uh, uh, enjoy an adult beverage, your soda, your coffee, whatever you got, just take a sip every time I mention. You've got <laughs> to develop a backup quarterback. You cannot go into the year without backup quarterback. If not figured out, at least have an idea of the direction you're going with backup quarterback. So to get Malik back, knowing that he's got the rest of spring. Which, by the way, you realize, Craig? So, so the team will practice today. They go tomorrow, Thursday, no practice on Friday, and then okay. have you know some type of scrimmage on Saturday with the coaches' clinic weekend and all that stuff. You realize after that Saturday scrimmage that we'll be halfway through spring practice. How about that? Because they had a fi- week and then and then yeah. a week off. Because your fifteenth practice is the spring game. Yeah. So I don't really count that. So you do it seven and seven, and then the spring game. Yeah, you'll be at the halfway point wow. after Saturday. It's wild, but at any rate, uh, so Malik Murphy back, Jonathan Brooks is back. So now we're getting a better idea of what that, you know, pecking order in the backfield is going to be. So Jonathan Brooks was back running, you know, leading the group through drills. Then you had Jaden Blue. Then you had C.J. Baxter. So it's a really good-looking group of running backs. Keelan Robinson's still not a participant dealing with whatever the unknown strain he's dealing with that Sark talked about during the uh, the opening practice, when going back to two weeks ago when the team started practice. So Keelan's still not a full participant. I figure they'll get him back at some point. But to get Malik Murphy and Jonathan Brooks back on Monday, huge. The other interesting development. I started to say, what was, you know, it's a limited window that, that you guys are able to view it when you're over there. But, yeah. I mean, what were you able to see by looking at it? We get, so you know how a SART practice is structured, yep. right? We see everything up to one on ones when yep. they split up and do one on ones. Right. So we can see, you know, D line linebackers, secondary, O line individual. With the quarterbacks and skill guys, it's routes on air. So everything up through routes on air, we see. It's like through their fourth or I think period through period four was what we got today. Okay, so okay. there's been a few practices where we've yeah. gone longer, but you know that's yeah. what it was today. But you can look around the field if you if you know how practice works and you know what to look at, you can see plenty during those windows. Sure. Uh, and by the way, by the time they get to what period six, Sark wants that thing on lockdown. By the time you get to six, right? As we found out one day two weeks ago, yes. Oh, Sark, really? Sark, okay. Sark, <laughs> okay. Sark right. looks up at the segment clock, and we were still in there, and he was not not happy, not all that. that thrilled that we were still in there. Okay. Uh, but anyway, um, the uh, the the unexpected surprise, and I even wrote it in my practice notes on the site, uh, a pleasant surprise as the team gets back. Isaiah Nayer went through some drills. Did he now? Went through some individual, went through routes on air, still wearing the brace. Still, I would not call him a full participant, still with the rehab team, and I I highly doubt at this point that he's doing any kind of scrimmage situations. Uh, But I don't know that. Sark may have touched on that in the availability. I don't know that because we don't see that part of of practice. But the fact that he's even doing that, considering the ACL tear was in August, that should clue you into his rehab is on a really good trajectory right now. It's a really good positive to see him back out there. You know, my colleague at 24-7 Sports, Josh Pate, is uh, – Josh Pate will die on a lot of hills. And one hill that he's dying on, he he truly believes Texas has a chance to have the best receiving core in the country in 2023. And it's not that outlandish of a statement when you think about it. If you get Nayer back with the addition of A.D. Mitchell, with the early impact John Tay Cook has had, Jordan Whittington coming back, Xavier Worthy, if he has two fully functional hands, 
Like, yeah, I can see a scenario where Texas, you, you look at the best receiving groups in the country, and, and Texas could be one of those. And yeah. you know, factor Jatavian Sanders in there, however you want to throw JT into the mix. He's not he's not a wide receiver, but in terms of perimeter skill right. talent, he factors in. Yeah, I don't think it's that outlandish of a statement. And by the way, speaking of tight end, you know, take it for what it's worth. Juan Davis was working, I think, like, you know, fourth or fifth in, in line with the tight ends when they were going through drills. Right. Which usually gives you a good pecking a good idea of what the depth chart is. I don't that's not a knock on Juan Davis. Like I said, could be something, could be nothing. I think that just reinforces my belief that I think quarterbacks included, and I think even including Kelvin Banks, because we're starting to see some depth form on the offensive line. I think Jatavian Sanders is number one on list of players Texas can least afford to lose. Wow. I would put Kelvin Banks, too. Yeah. And then probably Quinn Ewers third. But I, if I'm making the list, I think. Wow. That, especially because consider how, how many times has Sark said, Craig, other than quarterback, tight end is the most important position in the offense. Yeah, you can't replace. You don't have anybody with Kelvin Banks' talent that you could replace him with. But you can maybe move Christian Jones over to the left side, move Cam Williams to the right tackle, like whatever. You can mix and match and do some different things where you can get by. Yeah. No disrespect to Gunnar Helm. You lose Jatavian Sanders, it's going to be impossible to quote-unquote get by. That's all you'd be trying to do is just, quote, getting by at that position. You don't have any anybody else that could replicate anything close to what he brings to the table. So I think that just reinforced for me, like, yeah, if that's what the tight end depth chart looks like right now. It, it just reinforces the JT's number one for me in terms of guys that you can least afford to lose. Everything pretty status quo with the defense, as far as I could tell. You know, Jalen Catalan still going through rehab with that shoulder. I, I'm really intrigued by Leonga LaFau at linebacker. I know I've talked about him a lot. I know we've written about him at Horns 24-7 a lot. But everything I continue to hear internally is he is every bit the blue-chip prospect. Basically, the way – Kind of everybody on the on the outside, Craig, viewed Anthony Hill when they got him. This staff viewed Anthony Hill and Leunga LaFau as pretty much equals. They thought when they scouted linebackers and we knew how big of a deal off-ball linebacker was going to be in the 23 class, mm-hmm. they felt like they got the two best off-ball linebackers in the country with those two guys, wow. with Hill and LaFau. And, you know, you'll, I, think, I think both those guys are going to have a chance because, you know, David Bend is a guy that he's getting his chance right now. You know, Jet Bush is a guy that he'll still – Get some reps. Mo Blackwell is in there, and I don't know if I don't know if you want to pigeonhole Mo Blackwell into being a linebacker. I think he could do a lot of different things for you on defense. And he was a guy that the staff very was versatile excited. guy. He was a staff that a guy that the staff was excited about last year. But I think whether it's special teams or whatever, I just think those two guys, especially since they're spring enrollees, I think by the time you get through camp, when you get that depth chart set, you get ready to go play that opener against Rice. I would not be surprised if Sark talks about those two guys and puts them in the category of. Yeah, we've got depth there, but they're just too good. They're, they're going to help us win football games somewhere. Mm-hmm. So no red shirts for those guys. Those guys are going to be on, like I said, they'll be on teams. They'll, they'll be you know, guys that get X number of snaps per game. I, th- I just think both those guys are good enough to help you win right now in some way. So there's just a quick overview of what good. happened. We'll get more into it. Second hour, folks, want specs text line, 337-3776 if you got questions. And maybe we can clear out some of the, the analysis of the angry texture about women's basketball. Stoner says the narcissism is unbelievable. Us, a hobbled 4C, gets beat by a rising annually successful 5C from a strong conference. Meanwhile, two number one seeds lost, a 3 seed lost, all the 5 seats, and somehow we 
are the isolated problem. Uh, the fir- you know, th- this just reminds me because I saw the clip like the day the tournament started. The further we get away from it, the further Tory and Prince being asked when Baylor got upset by Yale, when the guy had he made the guy repeat how does Yale out rebound Baylor, mm. and he he went through the mechanics of rebounding a basketball. Yeah, like that to me is like the ultimate just sarcastic answer to a. <laughs> like the, the oh, what's up with that question from a reporter? Somebody said, I think that mad texter was sitting behind me at a game last night, annoying AF, and you know what that is. That texter, by the way, was angry. Said David McWilliams did not have his team ready to play Miami in the nineteen ninety one Cotton Bowl. We all know how that turned out. Within a year, he was shown the door. Uh, I, I I think he had his team ready prepared. It wouldn't matter how much that Miami team <laughs> was way way better than that 1990 Shock the Nation Tour Texas team that played on that January 1st, 91 Cotton Bowl. You could be as prepared as you possibly be that Miami team was just so unbelievably better on that. Uh, Somebody else said, uh, no, the ladies weren't lazy. What was shocking is the fact they couldn't make a shot in their home court. Yes, agree with that completely. That was a wow for me. Yeah, yeah, so... (laughs) Cullen says some Aggies must be texting in the day. Some other people Cam, you got said any hot that as takes well. you want to fire off today? No, the better team won yesterday. That's all yeah. I'll say. Cam, yeah. you're, you're pretty measured in your opinions. I, I can't – I've never seen you get mad. In the years I've known you, I've never – like, I don't know if – I just maybe haven't seen you in a – every time I've seen you, it's been in a work situation, so I've never seen you in a situation where you can get mad. But, like, the golf course, is that a place where you get mad, like throw clubs and stuff? I don't throw clubs, but that's definitely where I get the most angry at. Ooh, sure, like dropping f bombs and whatnot. That's why I, I hear a lot of people say that they do some of their best business on the golf course because they get to see the true measure of a person out there and how it's they true. handle. The it's true. That's why I like golfing with my brother. When we used to, we would golf out at Quail Creek and San Marcos. The minute the marshal went back inside, he'd be like, "Thank God!" He takes his collared shirt off. He's wearing the sleeveless T-shirt with the cutoff <laughs> sleeves. Starts burning the heater. I'm like, "Dude, you were so white trash. You're gonna get us thrown out of here." Uh, somebody else said, "I know the horn broadcast and stereo is a signal." Uh, from the live on-site event, also broadcast in stereo. I don't know the answer to that. I would say no. It comes, it comes straight off our board. So I'm just, you know, you know, that's the deal. So I said we're all just glad Craig didn't call the game with a bottle of Jack Daniels like Bob Euchre in Major League. Is that all we got? One blank, blank hit. <laughs> It wouldn't have been Jack Daniels for me anyway. It would have been Johnny Walker. Post games Walker. brought to you by. Yeah, I can't find it to hell with it. <laughs> yeah, it would have been Johnny Walker Black. <laughs> I prefer Scotch, but uh, no, not going to do that. Not going to do that. Like Ron Burgundy prefers yeah, Scotchy, Scotchy, Scotch. Scotch, Scotch, Scotch. Yeah, there goes the Scotch. Yeah, <laughs> down into my belly. <laughs> Uh, all right uh coming up we'll have uh today's inconceivable when we continue to light the tower on the horn 1049 1019 am 1260 live local and digital on the horn app and hornfm.com inconceivable 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 you keep using the horn i don't think it means what you think it means Oh, sometimes we tell all kinds of inconceivable stories off air as well. But hey, can I tell one real quick in, in terms in yeah. relation to something you just sure. told? Me? Um this was ah, oh, what road game was Texas playing? It was a night game. I think it was the game at TCU in Fort Worth. Yeah. The like I was like Charlotte had dance class. I had to watch the game. So wife's like, I'll just get Texas Roadhouse takeout. I'll call in and you go pick it up. Yeah. 
So I'm eating my Texas Roadhouse, and I've got my uh, plate sitting on the ottoman in my office, and I've got my computer in my lap. Just sat my plate down. Right. My dog, Daisy, love her to death. This damn dog just comes up and just whoop, not even like sniff, just eyeballs my roll and <laughs> grabs it off my plate. I popped her in the nose. She dropped my roll. I'm like, the hell's wrong with you? Can I just come up and snatch stuff off my plate? <laughs> of course, I shared my roll, but. I told the story about my dog drinking my V8 juice out of a glass when <laughs> no. I went to get toast. I'll tell that later. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll I'll get to that later. Um, since we're on the subject of food, and you guys talked about burgers earlier, uh, Cam, you said you like uh, Jewboy burgers. Have you been when it was yeah there on Burnet? When did you go just down the road to Top Notch? Been to Top Notch? Before? Oh yeah, of course, of course. Love me some Top Notch. Like that Longhorn Special, the double patty with that special sauce and stuff. Hey, listen up. Hutto. Top notch coming to Hutto. Oh, how about that? Is that their first ever expansion? Yep, it's a game changer. Top notch and taco. Craig, you might have to move out to Hutto. Linda and I were discussing that very topic. (laughs) Uh, He'll be at 121 Co-op Boulevard. Be open daily from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Starting... Tomorrow, and you'd be further, opens. You'd, you'd be further tomorrow. away from Gerald, which would also be a bonus. <laughs> uh, so it's gone. Everything's gone well. Uh, they, <laughs> the um, owner, Kelly Chappelle, said staff is pretty new. Asking the community for extra grace and patience. Maybe the texts are angry about the Texas women shouldn't go out there during the first month. They said, "On that, I don't know." No, no. Just uh, uh, hire, and they said they in hire intentionally hired almost everyone. From Hutto is part of Tom Notch's investment in the Good. community. Uh, I, I, every, anytime we talk about burgers in our Fairburg, I know this is going to come up. Yeah. Texter says, I miss players. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. Who, who doesn't? Yeah. Yeah. That, it, Cameron, it, did you get did you get to eat at players before it shut down? Or was that before no. your time? No. Was that uh, near campus? Oh, yeah. It's where basically a stride where the, the uh, AT&T Hotel and Conference Center is now. Oh, okay. Right on that, at the top of the hill there. Yes, um, sir. Yeah. I, I maintain to this day, that's the only place I've eaten a veggie burger, a garden burger. I mean, I love the regular burger. I just tried it one time with a friend who said, try that. It was good. It was good. You do know there was a plan in place. Chris Beard had looked into reopening players in a different part of town. I know when he was still, it was, I want to say it was the... The 2019, or the, the year Tech went to the Final Four. 2019. Play, players had just closed. Yeah. And he's like, oh, if I was hanging around town, I'd go to players and get a burger. And I'm looking around like, who wants to tell him? Yeah. I'm not going to. That who was the famous Whataburger comment when he yeah. went on to talk about Whataburger as well. So that, yeah. So uh, anyway. I did frequent dirties a lot during college. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, okay. Uh, through a survey. I always love these kind of surveys. Here was one track of the 15 best regional desserts in North America. Now, Jeff's not a big dessert guy. Okay. Well, it depends on what kind of dessert. Are we talking like... In the region, in the area. For example, in New England and Pennsylvania, the whoopie pie is good. You know what that is? It's just like a... It's almost like an oatmeal pie, but with whipped cream, right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. That's that's the top one there. In Alabama, it's called lane cake. It's a layer cake. With a buttery bourbon or brandy spiced raisin mixture that includes 
pecans and coconut. No. I'm not so much for that. Marionberry pie, a cross between Shahatlam, I guess it is, and a lolly blackberries. Key lime pie in Florida. Gooey butter cake in Missouri. Yeah, key lime pie at Hayes City Store, by the way. Yeah, there you go. Uh, shave ice in Hawaii. This is big. A chocolate nut pie that shall not be named in Kentucky because there's been lawsuits over it. What it's been called, Derby Pie, trademarking, oh, stuff like that. Okay. Uh, I've had this before in North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Moravian sugar cake. Uh, it's kind of like a big old cinnamon roll kind of thing. Ooh, that, um, that would be. Yeah, the, the Moravians uh, had that from their old thing. Buckeyes in Ohio, the chocolate-covered nuts. One of my all-time favorites, Boston Cream Pie in Massachusetts. Love me some. But Bananas Foster in Louisiana. Always good to have that. Oh, I didn't know that was a Louisiana bit. Oh, yeah. Because uh, the uh, post-Sugar Bowl meal, yeah. when we ate like kings, yeah. there was Bananas Foster available. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so there was uh, that. Smith Island Cake in Maryland. Uh, that goes back a long, long way. It's the official state dessert. Um, and it's... Up to 10 thin layers of yellow cake separated by fudge frosting. Okay. Uh, coconut cake in southern states. My aunt used to make a fabulous just coconut cake. Uh, uh, Biscochitos in New Mexico. Uh, that's Biscuits a, and Cheetos? What? Biscochitos. Uh, B-I-S-C-O-C-H-I-T-O-S. Uh, it's a cookie with cinnamon sugar on it. In Texas, they say the sheet cake. And I'm like... The sheath cake? The sheet cake. You know, thin chocolate cake. So it's not sheath. It's uh, sheet. It's, it, it's said that it's often associated with funerals and church events. They're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people brought food to the memorial service for my first wife. Yeah. Or in Georgetown. And... Um, and it was very nice of them. But I couldn't help noticing somebody brought a sheet cake, and I just looked at it, and on, in a day of sadness and memorializing... Laurie, I looked at the somebody brought sheet cake. You know what a big player is in the uh the somber eating experience? The casserole. Yeah. Very big player in that presentation. Yeah, that's true. Uh so there were the, some uh, regional desserts now that okay. Uh we talked about this yesterday about whether folks have been watching the uh, World Baseball Classic and you got the championship tonight. U.S. against Japan. Uh, I might tune in for a bit. I'd have to check out North Texas against Oklahoma State in the NIT tonight in the quarterfinals. I'm more likely to watch that than I am the World Baseball Classic. Okay. All right. Um, Well, Cuba, of course, got eliminated by the U.S. on Sunday. The uh, team team plane landed in Havana yesterday. Yeah, one of their players missing. Went defected. Um... Ivan Prieto Gonzalez, 26-year-old catcher, defected from his home nation. That's all that has been said about it. Uh, the Cuba's president met the team, congratulated the players. He didn't say anything about the defection. Yeah, defected. So, seeking asylum, I guess, and yeah. eventually U.S. citizenship. So, there was that. So, And then, finally, for the pièce de résistance, Jeff. Neither of us has seen Cocaine Bear yet, right? No, I've not. Still haven't had a chance to. I'm gonna wait. I'm, to I'm about to wait till it, I get it on a streaming. Service. Okay, all right. Uh, we have another uh, animal story. Does not involve cocaine and does not involve a bear. It does, however, involve a mountain lion. Chaffee County, Colorado. A mountain lion attacked a Colorado man 
as he relaxed in a hot tub over the weekend. Dude just sitting back, chilling in a hot tub. He said he was sitting with his wife in an in-ground hot tub at a rental property in Nathrop, Colorado. That's about 100 miles west of Colorado Springs. Saturday night. Sound like they drew Barrymore, uh, Will Ferrell. Yeah, that one. That one. Lovers. Into the hot tub. Um, (laughs) The man explained he and his wife were sitting in the hot tub when he felt something grab his head. The couple screamed. And all of a sudden, they saw some outline. They started splashing him with water, trying to make him go away. And uh, and then uh, his wife grabbed a flashlight and shined it at him. And then uh, at that point, he took off. He said he had injuries. The man did to um, head and uh, shoulders. Outline just coming in. <laughs> some <laughs> took splashing some water on him to get him to go away. Makes me think of Ricky Bobby Karen. And the cougar in the background. He took great offense to something the mountain lion did. Yeah. Didn't like them chilling in a hot tub in his habitat, in his environment. And said, I will handle you. Yeah, man. (laughs) Mountain lion. Not to be trifled with. Don't get in a hot tub out in Colorado. I may put my, you know, I thought like to keep snakes and like the hawks and stuff away. I, I may put out my stuffed bobcat. It was like a scary Good idea. Type deal. Yeah. Good idea. Second hour. Life's too ugly to keep in the house. <laughs> All right. It's coming up here on Light the Tower on the Horn.